Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hello and welcome to Miguel and Holly Uncensored, our podcast. And today is, what is it called, like Mindful Monday? Yeah, Mindful Monday, or another term that was tossed around was Mental Health Monday, but I kind of like Mindful Monday because for some reason there is this weird stigma around mental health, and I don't quite get it because Mm. I am not shy at all about talking about depression or anxiety or any other mental uh, illness slash mental health situation. Right. But I consistently get messages from people that are like, you are so brave Mm. because this is really taboo. Right. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel brave, so I appreciate that, but I just feel normal, and I'm not sure. I guess I don't have friends or I don't run in circles with people that think it's taboo. So I'm not particularly seeing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. He said he's going to need a minute because oh, wait, he, hold on. Uh, he had to talk with a patient and she kept me a while. He needs a minute. Okay. Um. But yeah. So we'll it's call like him in a second. I w- I always feel like um, like I I don't I don't know who's over here being like don't talk about mental health right. or what uh people say to others like oh it's just in your head and you need to just knock it off. I don't really know, but I feel sad for the fact that it exists. Yeah, but that's why we're trying to sort of dismell dismell dispel the rumors and sort of break the stigma around mental health by having these conversations weekly and whenever they come up on our show. Uh, So before we get to Dr. Upshaw, um, I know, Scott, you going into this weekend are about to have sort of some some painful, uh, awkward feelings because your long distance girlfriend Mary yeah. yeah this is a this is big she's going back to Virginia for dental school yeah and I know it's it's gonna it's slowly ramping up right now like I feel myself you know as I left her house yesterday like I'm driving and it's like the emotions start to wash over me where it's like it almost feels like we're going back in time where we first started this journey where it's mm. like we had so much time together you're as close as you could ever be and the only thing I know now is that it just gets like, before I was like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like. I know what it's going to be like. Like, I know what's going to be extremely hard. I know we're not going to be able to talk. And I know what we're really good at is being together. Right. Like, that, like, it's just, you know, there's nothing like it. Like, that's my best friend. And hanging out with your person yes. is better than anything. Mm. And so that feeling in itself just, it rips my heart out mm. so, because you know now oh i, I know exactly sucked. that it's like she's gonna go in she's gonna be extremely busy like busier than she was before right and so our time to be able to communicate it's just it's literally just gonna f things up oh. and i know that sounds like extreme but it's just i know the truth of it and now we're gonna have to again figure it out and it's also gonna be harder to figure it out this time because like i said it's gonna be even busier than it was before Two things. So do you, one of the top, the topic that we're going to be talking uh, about on this mindful slash mental health Monday is um, 
treating depression without medication. Do you think you're going to go into a slight depression or will you just My life have right some now. depressive <laughs> moods or, or what's going to happen? I guess to just be completely honest, yeah, I definitely feel something coming. I feel, I, I thought about this yesterday because I'm going through, like, there's just stuff in my life right now that is just, I feel like everything just lit up in flames. Ugh. And so every, like, sector of my life is kind of on fire right now. Yeah, you're and the dog in the I'm room. I'm literally the dog in a room, and it's like, yesterday, well, I, we didn't even talk about this on the show, but yesterday I was in a car accident. What? Yeah, and it was kind of like- about it! Why did we talk about it? I, it's, just, it's a lot. Oh, it's just because geez. that was just, that wasn't even, that was just the cherry on the, like, the cake of, like, Literally, as soon as the person hit me, I just, like, I put my hands, like, on my head, and I almost just broke down because I'm, like, I don't know how much that, like, the good Lord wants to put on me right now. Like, I'll handle it, and I'll keep pushing forward, but just know, like, it's tough. Mm. And, I like, it is very hard. And even today was one of those days where, like, I just didn't want to be here. I just don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything, and it's just... I know it's only going to get harder, especially when Mary goes off to Virginia, because that's, like, my outlet. Right. Like, even when, like, things started to ramp up this weekend and started to get all stressful, like, I was like, you know what? I don't want to just sit and soak and, like, think about all these things. I'd rather be with you. And if anything, like, even though I don't like to talk about a lot of stuff, at least I'm there. And if something comes to my head that I just want to vent, you're there. So that's the, like, definitely going to be hard in this moment. So... I do think in the beginning I will go through a dip, okay. a serious dip, because mm-hmm. at least before when she went away, I had activities that I was doing. True. And Not you many- weren't, and honestly, it was almost like rose colored glasses were mm-hmm. on because yeah. you mm-hmm. didn't know what to expect. Right. Now there's no activities and yeah. you know the hard truth. Did you, I'm sure you've already had discussions, but I'm just curious. So it took several different layers of conversations mm-hmm. uh, with Mary. The first time, you know, just because you were, nav- to use Miguel's term, yeah. navigating yes. those waters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so I'm wondering, do you have those similar discussions or is it more like you already have those? Do you put other safeguards in place to make sure that things or you're trying not to let things go askew? Well, we're starting to have not really the conversations like we've had in the past, but it's at least the good thing is like knowing we know how to go about it now. And I know how to understand what she's going through and she knows what I need. Mm. And so it's like we both had that conversation of like, just know it's going to get really busy, really stressful. We're not going to be able to talk as much as we are now. So when we do get to have those conversations, then we'll take advantage of that moment. Okay. But just mm. under, understand that it's going to be pretty tough in the beginning. Okay. Uh, I need to hear about the car accident, but Dr. Upshaw is now free. He's ready? Okay. Yeah, he's you can ready. go ahead and get him on the phone. Um, he had a patient going. But so we get Dr. Nate Upshaw on every Monday for a little mental health check-in. Mm-hmm. And um, he works over at NeuroSpa TMS, which, uh, of course, is where I had been going for my treatment for depression and anxiety. And you're still going? I'm not still going. My treatment's no. done. Okay. And how are you feeling after... Going through this bout of it. Good. I feel good. I What happened to me was something that can happen, which is you kind of backslide a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he got me in for like a bump of five more sessions and I'm back to feeling same level. So you only are there for like a finite amount of sessions anyway. Right. And that this is now the end of mine. And I feel good. I still feel sustained goodness, mm. if that makes sense. I love that. We have Dr. Nate Upshaw on the phone. How you doing, Dr. Upshaw? 
Hey, I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, Holly, what is today's sort of point of focus for the conversation? Okay, and, and this is why it's not good, obviously, that Scotty's about to go through any of this, but it's, I guess, uh, timely that Scott may be feeling like he may be dipping down into a little bit of depression because today's topic is treating depression without medication. And now there's a difference between situational depression and the the sort of... Um, you know, deep depressive episodes that can come with like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, um, cl- oh, clinical depression. Mm, it's a mm-hmm, difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, but still, obviously, with everything going on in the world, you can slip into a depression. So Dr. Upshaw, today's topic is um, treating medicaid or treating depression without medication, which is possible? Yes, absolutely. It's possible. Well, that is good news. Yeah. So how exactly does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, the the big two things that we have that are pretty mainstream and, and, you know, covered by insurance and, you know, kind of recommended are, you know, psychotherapy, which is going and talking about what's going on. And, and, and there's a difference between kind of the psychotherapy people, people think about where they go to see a therapist and they just talk about their problems versus, you know, very specific cognitive behavioral therapy that really gets you to look at the way that you're thinking about things and to, to kind of notice things that are triggering you and to change your thoughts and behaviors that lead to those feelings of depression. Mm. Because what you're talking about, um, Holly, about clinical depression versus kind of just regularly feeling down. And we have a ton of research backing this up now that people who are depressed, clinically depressed, the problem is that they, they just can't shift out of that in terms of their thoughts and their feelings. They're stuck. And you can see it on a functional MRI. They're stuck in this pattern of thinking and feeling. So you have to break out of that. And obviously medications are one way that can do that, but also cognitive behavioral therapy is another. And then the TMS that we've been talking about which is what we do at NeuroSpa, that's another treatment that doesn't use medication. Perfect. So for people who are like, okay, I feel some type of way. I don't want to go down the route of taking medication. The first step might be finding a therapist or someone to talk with and use that that CBT, the cognitive behavioral therapy, to change patterns of thinking. And it takes a while, but it's like practice. It's like a muscle that you're flexing mm. on how to on how to do that. Yeah, and, you know, we have talked about before um, on here, trying to get a therapist is really easy through that website, psychologytoday.com, mm. and doing TMS is pretty easy. You just get in touch with us at Neurospa. But even if people aren't even ready to do that, you'd be surprised what you can find on Amazon if you, if you just put in CBT. There's a ton of good books out there that are self-help mm. and can really teach you the principles that you would get seeing a therapist, and that could be, you know, really helpful for you. Oh, okay. Now, do you think going to therapy or doing something like TMS, is it sort of like you have to believe it in order for it to work? Because, I mean, I feel like I'm under the impression that every single person needs therapy because we're all raised by flawed people. We live in a flawed world. And so we're all walking around with some sort of trauma, some sort of sadness that we've never really dealt with before. So, I mean, is it safe to say that probably everybody at some point in their life needs to have some sort of help? 
Yes. So what you're saying is actually backed up by studies. And so in countries where they have a national healthcare system, having therapy available to people is really cost effective and can prevent people actually getting worse into depressive episodes. Mm. So they'll have just therapy available. No questions asked. You just go and get some sessions. And so, you know, this has been documented that kind of culturally speaking, people just say, hey, I had a breakup or had a loss or something. I think I'm going to go grab some therapy. Um, and it, it, it's been shown that that's quite helpful. We don't really think about it in, in this country like that as much because there's a lot of barriers to getting therapy. There's still a little bit of stigma. Yeah. Um, but you, what you're saying is exactly right. Um, and it's, you know, if you look at the stats, people have about a 20% chance of having a depressive episode sometime in their life. And it's usually triggered by something. And studies show that if you went and got therapy early on with that, a lot of times you can reduce the severity of the episode or prevent the episode. Um, This may go off a little bit on a tangent, but I feel like it's related. And I, I started the podcast before we got you on the phone. Maybe you could shed some light. Why is there such a stigma to talk about this in this country. Why is, why is that? Like, how, how are we like, yay, America, we're like the best at everything, except don't talk about mental health because we don't do that. Like, how, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, we, I think we've touched on it a, a few times on this podcast because it's such an interesting topic. And I think that it has to do with, you know, our healthcare system not, being a, being a little bit disjointed, and to be honest, the mental health side is probably the the least well covered mm. um, out of out of all the healthcare, and it just hasn't been a priority. But I'll tell you, that has changed a lot, and that's kind of the theme that we've talked about when we've talked about destigmatizing mental illness. Is that really we're on a nice trajectory here? It was even worse ten or twenty years ago, but I think at this point we've realized how important it is, and we have all of these new treatments that are evidence-based. And so insurance companies are covering it. Um, people are having good outcomes. And really, as a field of medicine, you, I think we're doing a lot better job. And so I think the stigma of mental illness is is going down quite a bit. And I think if you are to look towards history, then, you know, what we've, the advances we've made in just even like the physical body over the past, say, 50 years has been amazing. And so I feel like the mind has always been like the last thing that we've sort of been concerned about because we can't see it. I was going to say, we can't see anything yeah. physical. Right. Like, oh, well, you look fine. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Or think about how we all were raised while, you know, if you're a boy and you fall down, oh, just get over it. Stop crying. Brush it off. You're right. fine. You're fine. Not like, well, let's talk about how you feel or if you were made fun of. Well, those are just what sticks and stones may break my bones. What words will never hurt me. Okay. Well, that is the biggest lie in Girl, history. Girl, those words <laughs> crippled me growing up. <laughs> lies. Right. All of them lies. Like, can we just please make sure that if kids are saying that right now, it ain't ain't true. Correct. They do hurt, but yeah. we can't just like get over it. No, brush the, it under the rug. Right. These are things that we have to, to deal with because they leave like a residual uh, uh, mark and mm. stain on, on your soul, on your mental health. And if you don't try to polish it off and deal with it, then it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point. And we, we learn in medical school, it's like, hey, we know a lot about the kidney. We know a lot about the heart. We have no idea how the brain works, relatively speaking, to those other areas. And then you throw in the psychology 
of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. So where is the mind in the brain? And then these Mm. different feelings, where do they live? But neuroscience now is actually allowing us to, to find that out. So if you have someone, I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning, you, you know, if you have obsessive compulsive disorder and you have these intrusive thoughts about germs and things like that, um, we actually know where that is in the brain. We know that the parts of the brain that are triggered when someone has those thoughts over and over again, oh, wow. very genetic about, you know, if you have a person with OCD and they have an identical twin, the identical twin is an 80% chance of having the same problem. Uh-huh. So, you know, the, the ways in which, you know, the mind fails is very predictable. And we're actually finding those spots in the brain and we're actually being able to have an intervention. So, I mean, wow. it's really exciting stuff that's going on these days. Absolutely. incredible. Man, I love that. Um, so, and, I, you know, this will probably be a question that I ask every week because there are new people coming to the podcast and I feel like just we need this reminder mm-hmm. It feels like sometimes when I get on social media, when I turn on the news, it's like the world is closing in on itself. Like, I I sort of feel like if you were living in, you know, the uh, right before the, the Vietnam War and every night it was like the world is falling apart or right after 9 11 when it was like, oh my gosh, what's next? And it feels right now like literally our country and our world is falling apart. How do you start to process that? Is it just simply, well, turn social media off or turn the news off? What can we do to sort of help ease our our our, our minds and our spirit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's both. I mean, I think you have to realize that we are we are really, relatively speaking, in a very historical time right now. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the parallels to history, you know, something very important is happening at the same time. For your own mental health, those social media algorithms are generated to elicit the most strong feelings out of people. And that's what is served up to you. And and then it tailors it to your preferences and you just get served all this media that gets you riled up. Mm. And, you know, that releases dopamine and then all of a sudden it's a habit. And so I think that social media is not a bad thing. People enjoy it. But I think if you fall into the pattern where you're over consuming it, you're probably going to feel worse. Mm. And I'll tell you from a personal standpoint, you know, I try to stay off social media in the mornings. Mm. Um, and when I don't do it, I can just, I just see it. I just see that, that my mood is worse as I start the day. Mm. And that's just, you know, my own thing I decided for myself. Um, but still it's hard to stay off it because it's a, it's a habit. And there's, and again, in the brain, we know where this lives. There's these dopamine circuits that get activated. And you get this habit that it's very easy to get on social media and you, and you see something that riles you up and you get a dopamine boost and you're like, yeah. But then later, a few minutes, you're like, oh, you know, you're not feeling great overall. So you're exactly right about that. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what that means and and what we should do about it. Yeah. Mm. I think it's so, um, we're living in times that we've never experienced Right. When it comes to what we see and what we take in. And we've never had to, to navigate this alone like that. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, yes, collectively, everybody would watch TV uh, prior to social media or or get the news in the same type of way. So you're like consuming the same stuff. But with social media, mm. it's 
targeted. So we're not all consuming the same stuff. No. So we're not even having the same conversation. No. But we think we are, and it just it's a mess. It is. It is. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I just thought about that too. Like it just came to me, and I'm like, well, no wonder nobody knows what the hell's going on. Oh, I know. We're it's not like, getting the same news. Even everyone's living in their own echo chamber of Ugh. whatever political affiliation or whatever mm. thought process that, that they subscribe to. Yeah, that's all you're seeing. Mm. So it's been really fascinating. Well, Doctor Upshot, thank you for helping us uh, navigate these waters. Oh yes. Um, as we are getting through a pandemic. Uh, social unrest and um, possible murder hornets. And, you know, maybe the Mayan calendar causing the world to end this Sunday. You know, whatever. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if the world's not done uh, by the Sunday, we'll see you next Monday. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I think we're bringing down Dr. Upshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all, I, this morning still, I don't know. This. <laughs> He's like, I was having a good day till I talked to y'all asses. <laughs> Oh gosh! Wow. Um. So Scott. Yeah. Going back to you. Um. Do you want to talk about any of the other stuff going on in your life, or are you kind of just no, sitting on it for a minute? I. I kind of the best way to explain it before I, I'll dive into it a little bit is like I I don't know how to process it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. and I am not processing it well. Mm. So right. I'll preface it with that. Okay. So, just to kind of dive in a little bit. Yes. Friday, afternoon. I was going to get my hair cut, and uh, I got a text from my dad that said that my mom was rushed to the emergency room. Oh, no. Who didn't know that was going to happen? Mm. And uh, he would just keep me noticed in the forefront and that she was going to be put into the ICU, <laughs> and that was the end of it. So That because, was it? That's all you got? Well, that was Friday afternoon. I was, like, literally going into the haircut place, and I'm like, okay— I'd okay. Could you keep us updated? Obviously, my dad's been fantastic at keeping us in the loop. And I guess what happened was my mom had like a blocked like kidney and internal bleeding, and so she had to get rushed into an emergency surgery. She is now in the ICU. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything, my brother and I, because we're over here, and obviously COVID nineteen, we're not able to visit. And so no. that was like the thing with this situation, if especially if you're new to the podcast or just. My story in general, like, I got a text two years ago when I started this job when I was at my first event lurking it that my mom was rushed to the hospital, and that's kind of, like, the the change in my entire, like, look out of life. And she was also in the ICU there, so it's kind of, like, I feel like it's just, like, a very traumatic experience of, like, oh, F, like, here we right. go again. Like, what is that next thing? What is it going to look like? And so this weekend, it's just been a constant flow of text between my dad and I and my brother of like, what's the latest thing? When are we able to visit and everything like that? And as far as I know, she's stable. She's in the ICU still, which really sucks. And uh, we're kind of just waiting to see on like what that next step is going to be. And it's, I haven't been able to talk to her. And to be quite frankly, I'm kind of scared too, because I don't know what it's going to sound like. Mm. I don't know like what's going to happen. All I know is that she woke up, I guess, Friday and just like wasn't really able to like talk i mm. guess you're slurring her words because her blood pressure was really low mm-hmm. so luckily my dad like rushed her over and took her through the procedure but right now she's still in the icu and waiting to see what that next step is going to be and it's just kind of been tough on what do we do like last time i was i literally rushed over and i i was going over flashbacks in my head this weekend of like i remember sleeping in the hospital in orlando two years ago when my mom was in the hospital there and it's just 
I guess there's points of that where I didn't process that fully either. Mm-hmm. And so now this happening, I'm like, what what is happening? Like what mm. is, what is going to happen? And I don't know. And the thing that really stinks about this whole thing, I think we're figuring it out now. And so I'm sure I'll get DMs about it. But my mom got she doesn't have a job anymore. My mom had a job because that was her only way of having health insurance. And so she lost her job, and then this happens. And mm. so on top of all that this weekend, it was like, what the heck is going to happen? And that's not even a clear answer right now. Right. I know there's laws or something that you keep your health insurance with a company for like 60 days after getting fired. But, I, again, it's not clear cut, and there still has to be a way for it. And it's just scary that, like, thinking because you can't just take somebody out of the hospital. Like, my mom right. needs it. Right. But – it's so expensive mm-hmm. that if it doesn't get covered, what does that look like? Right. Like, I don't even want to think of the possibilities because mm-hmm. even, like, talking to my dad yesterday, is like, if we, like, I think we're going to figure that side out. Yeah. Right. But if we didn't, it could, like, literally ruin us. Right. And well, that's terrifying. Hopefully, I mean, this is just a side tangent that I happen to know about insurance, but hopefully um, whatever insurance she did have would then transfer over and give them the option of having that same insurance under COBRA. That's what we were talking. Yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. And even that, like, even though Cobra in itself is so expensive, it's, it's stupid expensive. Yeah. And that's what I was talking to my dad about yesterday. And it, like, all of this sucks. Yeah. Because it's like I, you know, I'm extremely worried about my mom, and I can't visit her. I can't talk to her. And on top of that, I'm extremely worried about my dad because I just feel bad that it's like literally like he's handling everything right now, right? And he has no outlet. And it's like you know. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm there for him as well because even yesterday when I got in my accident, I called him and I was like, I know, like, none of us need this right now, but I'm just going to keep you in the loop. Like, I got in an accident. I'm taking – like, everything's fine. Like, I was not at fault. I'm going to get that coverage. It's another thing on my list. But even as I'm driving home and I'm talking to him on the phone, it's like I could just slowly hear his, like, vent coming up and it's like just talking. And we just spoke to each other and it was just nice. Mm -hmm. But it just shows that there's a lot of stuff that's just, like, inside yeah that people need to get out mm. and i think right now the hardest thing is like figuring out how to get out and talk about it so yeah. it's been a hell of a weekend and it's just the thing right now and why it's tough to talk about it is because there's no like clear end like i don't right. know what even today's gonna look like i don't have any updates on when she's gonna get a regular room when she's gonna go home right so we're all processing that. Is your dad able to visit her at all, or is she by herself? Well, right now she's by herself because I think it just depends, honestly, like on the nurse that's there. Because mm. he was able to go in like the first two days, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't able to go in like the last two days because mm. of COVID. And so it's like sometimes they let him in, sometimes they don't. Mm. So that's frustrating because it's like, one— Obviously, my dad wants to get updated. Yeah. And he wants to see my mom. Yeah. Right. And then, two, my mom's alone in a hospital bed. And so, it's like, that part mm. sucks. Like, right. if I could, I would just go and hang out all day. Right. And that's what I did last time. So, those are the things that it's like, that just sucks. It does. And I don't know really how to, I'm just kind of working through it as it comes. Yeah. Because, obviously, like, it just kind of hits in a wave, and then I'll, I'll suppress it down. So, it's well, that's lot. not good. <laughs> no, yeah, um, and I don't want to, but it's like I find myself doing that. And even right. yesterday, yesterday when I'm like, all right, I had some time to myself. I was driving, processing, and then I got hit by a car. I was uh, like, why? Tell you what, the roll, the, the the hits just keep on coming. Yeah, literally. Just keep on. It is just we're in that season right now where it's just 
thing after thing after thing where it's mm. just like, I'm going to just keep my head down and just try to make sure I don't get caught up in it. And then it's just like, I found you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Pretty found much. you. Pretty much. Um. So I guess, do you know if you will go see your dad to hang out with him? Or are you trying to keep your distance from him because of COVID-19? I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know. Like, I thought about going there this weekend, but I just didn't think that it would be, like, I, I'm not, not even worth it. But, like, I want to make sure that it's, like, obviously we're both safe. But I want to go and be able to see my mom right. and make sure she's okay. Right. And then, you know, if I do have the time, obviously I would like to see both my parents. That would be kind of the goal. Yeah. Because it's not something I could just do all the time. Mm-hmm. So when I do go, as soon as I can, I want to be able to at least spend time with both of them. But, yeah, I mean, I think just today I just, I'll just make sure to continue to call my dad right. and speak to him that way. So, like, you know, he's not alone and he's also talking to me about things and I'm talking to him about things. Because it's very easy to just not. It's very oh, easy yeah. to not talk about it. Especially when things are tough like that. And, like, you know, nobody wants to have to keep relaying the information to other people. And then you feel bad for checking in on the other person. And then it just is like, oh, I haven't heard from you in two weeks. Well, but checking in is better. And then let them tell you, I'm not up to this right now. Right. Yeah. As long as they know you're there. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, you want to do something. Yeah. But it might be best to just not go over there. Yeah. Because we have two people in the building that had COVID. Well, yeah. And that's part of it, too. So, I mean, just because of the 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 delicacy of that... Delicacy? Delicateness? Yeah. Delic. Not delicacy. That's like a delicious <laughs> dish. I eat. Mm, I'm hungry. Because of the delicateness of the situation, right. I would just be ultra safe and keep that's checking smart. in. Yeah. Um... And maybe go get. I'm. I'm gonna go get tested today. Maybe get tested. Then yeah, you at least uh, know. I definitely want to get tested as soon as possible, just to know in general. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't see myself being able to even go over there until one. She gets a normal room, which yes. I don't know when that will be. And then two, are they even gonna allow us in? Right. Possibly I don't know if not. Are doing that? So. I don't think so. I mean, from everything I've heard and experienced lately, it's it's like a unless you have a baby in the NICU which that's a little bit different. But even then, they're only allowing one yeah. parent. And I, I don't see them doing that, especially now with the cases rising up. So I don't. I literally don't know what even tomorrow will bring with this mm. whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just feel like the world and the universe has just given us a big giant F you. Because, like, any time that, like, something tragic is, like, going on right now, like, I want to be able to give you a hug because I can see that you're hurting. But, like... I don't know. Like, you were out this weekend. I was out this weekend. And so we keep our distance in the studio, you know? So it's like you can't even, like, give someone comfort to just be like, I'm sending you comfort. It's like, here's an air hug. Right. Fire air hug. You want to go see someone in the hospital? You can't because of COVID. Yeah, I know. You want to go get away for a little bit just to get away from everything? You can't because of COVID. It's just like, well, fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. It so is. sorry this isn't the most uplifting podcast today. No. But listen, no. we're all going through it. This is this is the reality of what life is right now. That's why we're doing this daily. Right. But it won't always be no. like this. You no, know? this is we, we're just going through that. The pendulum swing of it being crappy. Yeah. Right now. I mean, really, that's what it is, because you do have times when. Things seem to be going well. Right. Um, you know, everything's kind of clipping along at a good pace or, you know, you just, things are at least normal. Mm-hmm. And that's not right now. No, no, there is no. nothing normal about 
we will look back on 2020 and like I just wish that I I should bring up like just video from like my New Year's party at Chateau Oprah. Oh my god! When gosh. we were all like, "This is gonna be the best." <laughs> <laughs> We were like, oh my God, like, we're roaring 20s. We made it out of the teens. Yes! And then you. (laughs) Like, I was really banking on this one. Uh, I mean, I had a super crappy 2019, and I was like, it's got, it can only go up from here. (laughs) Well, Uh. I mean, I will say this. I will say. There's part of my personal life that has immensely improved <laughs> since the onset of the pandemic. But that's really because I took some ish in my own hands and I said, listen here, I'm doing this and there's nothing you can say about it. Mm. And in that way, you got some good. My own personal situation. Yeah. But I mean, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything else surrounding that situation is still absolutely shit. It's burning down <laughs> it's around burning. us. It's okay. Uh, we'll come back with some smiles hopefully tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's, that's, that's the running joke in my we'll, house. We'll see. Is like what one somebody will have good news and the other person goes, we'll see. <laughs> so you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Scott, we love you. Ah, thanks, y'all. Here's love a virtual hug. Hey, I got some fun dinner for you tonight, Scott. Really? Yeah. Okay. Holly, I'll bring you leftovers tomorrow. Will you really, though? I will. We actually have an extra. I'm making... Pesto baked pork chops oh, that have been marinating since yesterday. Oh, and I'm I've been wanting to make this for a while, but it's a little more involved, and so I'm finally doing it tonight, and I'm so excited. That's really awesome. So I'll bring you a leftover pork chop tomorrow. I'll take a pork chop. <laughs> yeah, girl. Hey, listen, anything to make us smile right now, like Holly. Pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what's making us smile. Like, God damn it! Can you imagine if somebody popped up into my New Year's party and was like? Hey, I'm from the future, y'all. Guess what's going to happen in like six months? <laughs> but but they're like, but we got pesto pork chops. <laughs> and we're like, yo, pesto pork chops. But you know what? That's why all of us are getting, not Scotty, but like that's why we gained weight. Exactly. Because food is consistent at least. It is. That's giving me my happiness right now. Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find me at Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, everywhere. Also, make sure to leave us a review, please, if you would, on Apple Podcasts. We are on the iHeartRadio app. We're on Spotify, the Hot 1015 app. We are everywhere. Just make sure to rate and subscribe. We appreciate it. And we want to get you those Miguel and Holly Pride stickers. It is still Pride Month. So shoot me an email with your full name and address, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Bye. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.